Welcome to another leadership podcast from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Welcome to Leadcast, the official leadership podcast of C3 Church here in Southwest Washington. As always, I am your host, Jared Gillahan. And in the studio today... I I think you like to say that. As always, I am your your host, Jared Gillahan! You're in charge of all my (laughs) intros from now on. That's it. I'm no longer introing myself. You're you're doing it from now on. WrestleMania? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we bring you Jared Gillahan. Uh, Yes. My favorite part. (laughs) You're now my ring announcer. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so if you haven't figured it out, I'm in the studio with our lead pastor, Steve Parrish, again today, and we're talking about how leaders can effectively initiate transformational conversations. Oh, yes. Good morning, yes. Steve. Yes, I, I had one of those transformational conversations just this past week. I was, uh, and, and you know what, uh, we talked last podcast about understanding your role as a leader is to initiate transformational conversations, sure, right? sure. Uh, I, I, and it's weird how, how those things pop up. I, I was with a group of guys and we're talking about a difficult situation in a difficult church. This was a board member and, uh, the guy's a great guy. He had been working really hard, actually took on more responsibility than he should have. I mean, at one point even loaned the church his personal money when the church got into some, a tough place and they didn't have strong pastoral, pastoral leadership at the time. And so, you know, it, it just didn't know what lanes to drive in, and right. and I I said, listen, you know, thank you so much for the for the heavy weights that you've been carrying. Don't ever loan money to the church again. <laughs> Don't do it's that. A, you know, it's not that's not 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 even ethical really right, for the church right. to borrow money from you. I said, but um, you know, thank you so much for your service. And it was really weird. He said, uh, well, I just I just I just hope that God is pleased. And I'm telling you, like the silence after I just said that it. There was this echo in my heart. It was like, that's not right. Yeah. There's something wrong with that. And uh, I would have been really tempted to let that slide. And, and certainly, you know, my job as a leader is not to correct everything that any everybody on the planet says. Sure, sure. But in this role, this particular setting, even Well, though, how would you ever get off Facebook if you did? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a few posts. Full that, time, full-time job correcting comments posts, on Facebook. I got a few posts that needed my input, <laughs> and yet I decided even to let those go by. Anyways, uh, um, so I just recognized that this group had brought me in for some spiritual insight and also some business insight, and I... I just sense this is a this is an important moment, and I pushed pause and I said, "Hey, um, you know, let's let's talk this through." I said, uh, "I realize the last couple of years of your experience as a leader has been while the church has been declining, and you've taken on this extra weight, and the church has continued to, to decline. And in your mind, you're thinking, well, I must not have done the right thing. Right, right. Maybe God is not pleased. If God was pleased, this thing would have grown. It would have turned around. The outcome is my fault. Yeah, and I, I said, listen, you know, God's pleasure is not always measured by outcomes. You know, you can be a liar and still grow your bank account. Right, And right. think, oh, God's really happy with That's not true. Now, outcomes, you know, there needs to be fruit. With good, good, uh, good, sure. good husbandry, fruit is produced, Right. Um, but in this particular case, I said, listen, I don't hope that God is pleased. I am here to tell you he is pleased. My thank you is not mine. You didn't do anything for me. My thank you is from him. He th- he's thanking you for the great job, for the faithfulness. Right, right. And it was funny how he uh, continued to try to deflect that. Mm-hmm. 
And so I've circled back around now two or three times on the phone having conversations, and I will circle back again. And maybe if he listens to this podcast, he knows who he is. He's, I'm circling back again, you know, because here's the thing is there's a part of him that it's not aligned with heaven. Right. It's not right. aligned. And transformation is not just about stop doing bad things. It's, it's about embracing the truth of God, doing the good things, believing the right things. Right. And so a uh, wonderful man who needs some transformation. He's believed a lie that some somehow sure. God might not be pleased with what he's done, and God is pleased. In fact, he's done more than God's asked him to do. Stop doing more yeah. than God asks you to do. So, you know, there's just those moments. And uh, I love this idea about, about um, how do we initiate those conversations because they, they get missed sometimes, and, right. and there's some awkwardness in all of it. You know, so I'm glad we're going to cover this topic. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be a good one. Um, our last podcast, we talked about transformation, the idea of being a transforming leader and, and, and the responsibility that leadership has with that, uh, the process of God working in our lives to change us from the person we become without him to the person he created us originally to be in and with him. Right, right. Um, so we, we talked about it not being renovation, but rather, you know, uh, recreation. a recreation. Yeah. Yeah, and God's not uh, not covering up old boards in the wall with new wallpaper. He's he's tearing out the old boards. He's gutting the place. He's he's installing ones that are are brand new wall. Right, right. The original wall he would have built had we Correct. been following him. Correct. Right. So a couple a couple of verses that were were pretty relevant to that discussion. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the oh, new has come. Right. Come new. Behold. It's Behold. The, it, it's the big unveiling. Yeah. Right. It's 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 that the mo- instantaneous in that moment. Right. Um, and but we also talked about the the players involved in transformation. Of course, there's the master surgeon, the Holy Spirit. Second right. Corinthians three eighteen. Right. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Process. Yep. into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Right. Spirit of God is the transformer. <laughs> He's the master surgeon. Talked about the scalpel he uses, uh, which are his is his word and the written word of God. Right. Ephesians 5, 25, 26, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. There's this transformational waterfall that comes out of the word of God itself right, to, right. To, to mold you and it shape you and change sure. you, you know, cut the chunks off that Absolutely. aren't of God. Absolutely. Well, we talked about uh, also in the last podcast, uh, the surgical team includes leaders in yes, the church, yes. the leaders in our lives. And uh, not just pastors, but all leaders, uh, certainly pastors, but directors of ministries, team leaders. Um, and in the workplace, leaders, and in the home, leaders, um, I, th- I think that we have to really embrace the idea. As leaders, we have a role to play, not just in that people do a certain task from A to Z and, and it moves the ball forward, but we are responsible for the cultivating of the shape of people's lives. That They look more like Christ, that they're engaged in the transformation process, requires our participation. Mm-hmm. There's no, I would doubt, I'm not a doctor, I'm certainly not a surgeon, although I have tried to do surgical procedures mm-hmm. on myself. Yes, I'm familiar. Uh, I, yeah, know. I could tell you some gory <laughs> stories right now as a kid. But anyways. Um, uh, Speaking of things that need transformed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a corn in my big toe uh-huh. and I decided to dig it out. Anyways, I said I, said I wasn't going to go there. But uh, here we are. Uh, yeah, here we are. Um, <laughs> But I would I would venture to guess that in any surgical theater, uh, there's not just one guy with a scalpel. There's many players, 
And so certainly there's the Holy Spirit, and he's using the blueprint of Jesus and using the Word of God as a scalpel. But without leaders, it's unlikely for the transformation process to take place. And so last week, we really emphasized that great leaders understand that role of their leadership responsibilities. That Great, you know, you, you led worship. That was wonderful. We played all three songs. You hit every note. But, but if your team plays every note and sings every song, but their, their lives are not being transformed, then you, the leader of maybe that worship team or whatever team that you're involved with, is not fully leaning into what God has called you to do. You're leaning into tasks that has importance, but the shaping of people's lives needs to be a part of our thought process. When we pray for the people on our teams, we're praying not only that God blesses them, but we're praying, God, use me, because I can see that there's a few things right now that you're working in Sally's life. Sally's really struggling with anxiety, and you could pray, Lord, fix her anxiety. Right, Okay. Or you could recognize, Lord, her anxiety is holding her back. Lord, use me to help lead her. And, sure. and that's not, you're not the only other player in the theater, but you're one of the other players. And so you, part of your responsibility is to speak to that anxiety in a, in a way forward, a, a better way moving uh, um, in all that God has for her, for sure. So um, we especially want to have our leaders really dialed into that, that part of the uh, responsibility and all that we do to embrace it, to to make it as par- a part of our culture. That 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 for leaders, we're constantly leaning into that, and for people who are following, and and I, lead pastor or not, I'm still following. There are there are right, you, right. at times I'm following you. I'm submitted to you. I'm submitted to my wife at times. I'm submitted certainly to my pastors over sure. me, and so I if if I'm leaning into transformational moments for the people that I lead. I also want to be leaning into transformational moments as I follow. And it becomes a culture. It becomes normative in a world that doesn't want to hear anybody's input on any type of correction. Right. It will make right. the culture of the church better, and 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 the outcome is so much better. There's, there's more life. Life keeps expanding. There's better th- outcomes that happen in people's lives because Christ is changing our heart, and that trickles out to the everyday experience. That's good. So let's talk about what it looks like. Let's get the practical. Say I have a team of 15 people, mm-hmm. uh, and they show up on a Sunday, we do our task. How does it become clear to me what needs to be transformed? <laughs> well, I think if you open your eyes, <laughs> and if you maintain a pulse, I think it's going to become obvious. Uh, one thing I want to point out is as a spiritual leader, as some, as a person who would lead other people, um, we're looking to see people's lives conformed in two arenas, uh, especially as we're talking about church. First of all, the first um, let's let's call them lanes. There's two lanes on this freeway, right. and you want to drive in both lanes. You know, you as the leader. So the first lane that you want to drive in is you want to see that person's life line up to Christ, to line up to Scripture. Ultimately, we want to see their life better reflect Jesus. Um, while still maintaining their own unique identity. No, they don't need to go out and buy sandals and get a, you know, a burlap bag and grow their hair long and get a beard and, you know, repeat the exact words of Jesus. Being conformed to the image of Christ doesn't mean becoming Jesus. It become it means reflecting him, but with your own unique personality. Right, right. So, you know, transformation... My job is not to change who you are or help change who you are, to change your personality. You're uniquely wired, 
okay, to be the who you are. You know, that's one thing right. that some right. leaders mess up and some husbands mess up. They try to shape their wife in their own image mm-hmm. or they try, their wives try to shape their husband in their own image. Uh, that's not our job, but our, our job is to see their life aligned to Scripture. That would be the first line, the lane that we drive in. But the other one is also important. Um, we have the responsibility uh, in, in that other lane to help uh, people that we lead to align their lives with a culture of the team in the church, still while maintaining their own unique flavor within that culture. You know, you, if you only drive in the scriptural lane, people become more and more like Jesus, but it's kind of like, um, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing and critical, but it would be like training a baseball player in the fundamentals and they become the most amazing baseball player, but they are unable to play on this team because they, they've yet to grasp the the uh, the culture of this team. Every team has a different culture mm-hmm. and has a different right. strategy to the game. And as we we as church leaders see people become conformed to the image of Christ, and we're we're always grooming them to move up that leadership chain and have greater effectiveness. It's also important to groom them to fit in to the culture of the church. To and be we in have, sync. Yeah, to be in sync. It to be in alignment with leaders because you know you could still be a great person, but if you're not going to walk in a posture of faith, which is, sure. I personally believe is a scriptural principle, but we know churches that don't lean heavily into faith or don't lean uh, heavily into uh, the miraculous. And if we have a leader who's got sick people on their team who will not lean into the miraculous, that's going to be a problem. Right, right. <laughs> You know, it is. And so being conformed to the image of Christ is important, but also being conformed to the the team flavor is something that we sure. should be constantly yeah, working you can, on. You can be a great guitarist, but if you're playing at a different tempo from everybody else in the band, yeah. you're playing the same song, right. but you're just not you're not playing well with the orchestra. Right. Right. So we're shaping people to follow Christ, but also follow Christ in the context of this local church. Because at some point, and we've seen this happen, um, if it, they're not going to be able to lead, okay, right. in this church because. If you if you're cut from a different if you carry a different culture, uh, you'll be out of sync with the rest of the leadership, and we don't want to get the whole team out of sync, which means sure, people sure. are following you as a leader. So that's really important to make that we make sure that we shape on the early side of things, and that way, if the person realizes that man, this I just don't want to even do this that, that way, they can find a church that uh, you know that does right. That's great input that provides some good context to this mm-hmm. uh, discussion. Maybe walk us through some of these steps. Well, I think you're going to have a, a moment of observation uh, when you see something that doesn't align with Scripture or just cuts against the grain of the desired culture of what we're trying to build. I mean, uh, you're going to see a behavior that's unhealthy. You're going to hear about an activity uh, that this person is engaged in. Maybe it's a sinful activity. Maybe it's something that they didn't do or, or something that they said that lets you know that they just don't understand the correct concept. Uh, maybe they say something that's completely unscriptural. And again, we're not chasing down every single nook and cranny. Sure, sure. Our job is not to, to fix everything on the planet, but you're going to observe at times something. And there's going to be this resonating in your heart that, man, that needs to be dealt with. You're going to observe them, maybe interact with someone in a way that's completely inappropriate. And it could be both ways. Maybe they're too harsh or maybe they didn't uh, correct someone when someone needed to be corrected. So just going to be that moment where, um, you know, um, that we observe a moment where some 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 conversation needs to happen. And, uh, you know, some people are going to have a lot of issues, and you got to recognize that uh, 
let's let's work on one at a time. But you decide, you know, what battle is the battle that needs to be fought now. Some of that's about prayer. Um, and, uh, you know, you're going to discover those breadcrumbs. Now, the more mature the person is, the smaller the breadcrumbs. But those breadcrumbs will become clear, you know, especially as you pray, you know. And I, I, uh, I love that opportunity that we have. God is wanting to shape them more than you want to be involved with the process. So if you're a person of prayer, if you're a person that walks with the Spirit, the Lord's going to lay out the breadcrumbs for each person for you right in front of you, and it's going to be a fun journey for you as a leader. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good uh, starting point, the mm-hmm. observation. I would also point out, too, that in my experience, um, and I, I'm, if it's my experience, I'm sure probably somebody else has struggled with this, is those things that resonate with you that you observe, there is that moment of self-doubt where you say, ah... Maybe it's m- just me. Maybe it's just me, Yeah, right? And I, and I would I would challenge and say why would you take that chance? Yeah. If you know the things that you're that are resonating with you that that stand out are out of alignment, especially when it's out of alignment with Scripture, mm-hmm. you know that you know. Yeah. It's not just you. Well, it's there. You can see the cliff at yeah, the end, yeah. and you're watching them walk towards it. You've and, been you've been trained in the Word of God. You know. Right. Then that's not just you. That is the Holy Spirit prompting yeah. you to get involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one of the next things I think, uh, with that, if it's, uh, if there is any doubt, which there's in a lot of cases, there's not going to be, uh, I think that you want to make sure that you pray. I mean, you don't have to jump on it right away. You see this thing, even if it's an obvious thing, you don't necessarily have to jump on right. it right away. Well, look, but these things that you're observing, most people have been doing for years, right? <laughs> right. This is, this is their normal Behavior. behaviors. Right. It's not going to be the end of the world in the next 24 hours. Right. You have a little time. You have some time. (laughs) So, you know, partner with the Holy Spirit, pray. I mean, you know, um, most transformational issues are beyond surface issues. The reason why that person is sleeping around, you know, that's new in the church and just starting a relationship with Jesus, the reason why they're sleeping around, sure, you could just say, well, they want to have sex. Right. Um, But we all know that the the motives for sex are much more than just physical. And so there's at times some brokenness or insecurity, mm-hmm. or there's uh, there's there's abuse in their past, and so it's so important to 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 pray and partner with the Holy Spirit. Well, in some some place some place in their operating system, they believe this behavior is in their best interest. Yeah, they've made the decision to do this in spite of the negative because right. they think the positives outweigh the negative, and you could uh, without. Without prayer, you might actually make some assumptions that are incorrect and thinking think that they're doing something uh, just for uh, a malicious reason when in reality it's not. Or they believe something because of the face value to what they've said when deep down in there's some, some, some traumatic thing in their past that's happened. And uh, you need that revelation, you know, because otherwise you're just going to be pulling out dandelions mm-hmm. and the root goes all the way down to the heart. Sure. And transformation has to go beyond the surface. You know, the thing is, you know, you can you can you can get people to maybe stop sleeping around. But if it if the root is insecurity, right, the insecurity is still going to be there. It's going to express itself yeah. in a different way. Absolutely. If, if they think that they have to sleep with someone in order to get them to like them. Well, you know, you, uh, they'll have to sleep with them again and again. And if they marry that person, that insecurity just comes out in different ways. And so, you know, just to think, well, it's just a physical thing that's driving them. No, no, no. The insecurity might be the root. And transformation, if it happens on that level, well, then it solves, the if the root's gone, the dandelion's not going to grow up in any 
aspect of this field. It's sure, gone. Sure. And so so per, partnering with the Holy Spirit, praying, asking God for revelation, getting some clarity. Uh, I would just say, you know, uh, especially because it's an issue of the heart, you know, people are going to tend to be a little bit defensive, especially in our culture today. You know, there's always pushback on any type of correction. Uh, you need you need a, you know you need favor from God to be able to initiate the conversation. So don't walk in the room by yourself. Don't don't say hey, let's talk unless you got the Holy Spirit sitting next to you. You got your hand in His, right? And He's speaking through you, and you're speaking. You know He's not going to sure, speak sure. for yeah, you, yeah. but He will use your words uh, partnered with Him to uh, to bring transformation. That's really good. Yeah, the importance of of. Uh, taking the time to prayerfully consider where the on-ramp to that conversation <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to drive through a wall trying to get into that territory. Abs- ab- absolutely. Um, you know, the next thing that I would say is uh, as you begin the conversation, uh, it's going to start with a conversation, and it's going to be a little bit of an altercation. I mean, at some right. point, you got to point out, hey, you know, there's a, a giant stick in your eye. It is a confrontation. <laughs> it, this person doesn't think, that they don't see the stick. They would have taken it out. So there's a little bit of a, a confrontation there. But one of the challenges um, in, in your posture in that conversation, and this is something that I've had to work at, and I have not succeeded all the time, and I continue <laughs> to work at this, is that in, that in that altercation that you're bringing hope and inspiring confidence for a better future... Um, and that's impacted. I mean, truth is truth. I mean, there's a giant sure, sure. stick in your eye. Right. Okay. You can't see. You're knocking things over with this giant stick. Every time you turn, it's hitting people in the face. Um, but with that, uh, you know, the way that I bring it up, the introduction of the topic, my posture when I'm talking with them, my tone, my volume, they all create an environment for that person to listen in. And that environment is either going to foster confidence or, or fear. It's going to reassure them that there's a better future ahead, or it's going to be a it's going to be like a a courtroom where they're waiting to hear the guilty verdict. Right. Um, and so I, I think that it's really really important for you to create an environment with your words and with your posture that gives this person confidence that regardless of the stick in my eye, that there's a better future and God's going to help me. Well, and it diffuses any defensiveness. Yeah, yeah, and and you know if if you if you're like me. <laughs> and this would be a thing that you struggle with because, you know, I'm not, I, I'm always very dialed into truth. Right. I'm not necessarily dialed into the package it, it arrives in. Right. Because when Amazon shows up at my house, I've learned that stuff comes in all different boxes. Right, right. I'm, I don't care about the box. I'm not impressed with it. I'm, I've gotten beyond the, boy, this little tiny thing showed up in this great big box with all these packing bubbles. Or why did they put this in this little tiny box? Or why is this wet and ripped? Ultimately, my quick journey is what's inside. So I'm really locked in on that. But so many people don't know what's in the box. Sure, sure. And so the packaging really has a huge impact on them. And uh, so the delivery becomes really, really important for, sure. for the success moving forward. A defensive person's not going to engage in, in, in steps forward. So um, and a little word of advice, you know, when you use your words, uh, man, ask questions. Uh, there have been a number of times when I've wanted to start one of these conversations that I made some assumptions that I, w- and you get three quarters of the way into the conversation and you realize I've misunderstood something here. Um, maybe I've read into the reasons or the motives why this person is struggling in this area only to find out that 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 was completely misunderstood now now the action is still wrong or the the statement is still wrong but 
I'm dealing, you know, because it's transformation. You're dealing with motives. You're dealing with underlying reasons. Ask questions. You know, hey, I noticed that you got really frustrated with Bob. What was going on in your world that day? Well, yeah, the way he treated Bob was maybe wrong, but maybe Bob's been slashing his tires for the last four weeks in a row. Right, right. So, you know, finding out that information helps you to to speak better to the steps forward. And so always ask questions. Uh, and, you know, sum up this this particular step, I'd say, you know, um, decide in your mind that you're you're not going to be the, a corner, okay? Mm-hmm. It's easy to be a corner. Right. Hey, right. Th- you're dead. These are the reasons why you died. Don't be a corner. Don't speak like that. Uh, approach the issue like, like uh, um, Jeremiah approached the Valley of Dry Bones. He saw that they were dead, but he spoke life and he spoke about the possibility of life. He prophesied. And I, I think that if there's anything that I need to hear, it would be that. Uh, my propensity is to being a corner and that's ineffective because it just leads to you know finality. But a, a prophet like Jeremiah, no matter how bad the situation, God's got good things ahead. And it, and it still points out truth. I mean, he still right, spoke to right. dry bones. Hey, he says this, he said, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So he didn't like pass by the fact that the bones were dry. He pointed out truth, but he spoke life and its possibilities. And I think the most effective leaders in helping people with transformation are going to identify dry bones, but speak life and its possibilities. So I'm going to really dial into this point after this podcast, because this is the point I continue to need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think an important sub point to that too, that I'd, I'd point out is you know, everybody's going to respond differently. Mm-hmm. We all have our our preset, you know, way of responding to sure. to conflict or confrontation. Some people get very defensive. Right. Some people will go very quiet. Mm-hmm. Everybody responds uniquely. Mm-hmm. It's okay to push pause. Yeah. On the conversation and revisit it again another day. Absolutely. Because for many people, they will become defensive. Yeah. But you'll go away and give them the time to process because they need they require that time to do some internal processing right. and unpack the truth. Right. That then they can come back and have a much more productive conversation. Sure. But they have to be given that opportunity to work through it a little bit and wrap right. their mind around. Because I think a lot of times people's default is immediately become defensive, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody likes to be corrected. I mean, right. none of us do in the moment. Mm-hmm. We might be thankful for the correction afterwards. Oh, much later. But hey, much later. I, you're about to correct me. I, fantastic. Let's do that. No, that's not. That's not <laughs> typically how people feel. So it's okay to realize that there there can be a pause sometimes where people just need to internalize some things and 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 chew on them right mentally I, spiritually before they can go forward with that conversation that's that's really good input for me because I'm a I'm a driver and I'm a fixer mm-hmm. and so my plan is in this meeting I'm going to tell you the problem. You're going to buy in. Right. We're going to have solutions, and you'll have executed them before you get out to your car. Right. And here's the disadvantage that I don't see is that I've had weeks and weeks to ramp myself up and Correct. work through this. This person is just now hearing this for the very yeah. first time, and they're not even sure they agree with you yeah, You've been crafting it for six weeks. Yeah. They've had two minutes. Exactly. And uh, so that's... Uh, I don't know what point this is because it wasn't on my paper, but this is the it's, next point. It's, it's 3.5. <laughs> so this is the next point that me personally... Uh, in in being a part of transformational conversations that I need to be aware of that sometimes it's better to have three short conversations over a period of time mm-hmm. than it is to have one long one. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. So that's 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 a great, great, great input. Uh, step step four, if that was 3.5, um, is it's, it's really important at some point to ask people for buy-in. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Because it, transformation requires buy-in, not just agreement. I don't want to just communicate it to you. Right. And, 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 and the mistake is to communicate it. I mean, if you know that they reject your truth. <laughs> I communicated, job done. Yeah. That's <laughs> your truth, but that's not mine. You know that we're not moving forward. But there's a mistake that I see that I've experienced You know, in my own leadership where the person agrees with me, mm-hmm. but they're not bought into steps forward. Right. And so, or may, I, or may not know what steps forward look like. Right. And, and if you don't create those. I mean, this is what I've always done. Right. I don't know how exactly. to do anything differently. Exactly. I agree with you. It needs to change. Yeah. But Well, buy-in is about buying into steps forward. So if you want buy-in, right. you're going right. to have to have some steps forward. But I think that you need to come to a spot where you're clear. Are you bought into this? You know, it's, it's an agreement to journey together. Can two go together unless right, they're agreed? Right. And so you as a leader cannot transform them without their participation. Right. If the Holy Spirit couldn't get them to transform, be transformed, uh, you are not going to either without them buying in. It's recognizing that the goal is not for us to agree transformation needs to happen. Right. The goal is for us to see transformation happen. Yeah. And they're going to have to say yes. Right. That's just the way it works. Um so they're going to have to 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 uh, to buy in. Um, they're also going to be buying into specific steps. Uh, you already pointed that out. I don't know what those next steps are. They're different for every situation, but it could be just as simple as, "Hey, I want you to read this book." Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, and I've given people books because a book can deal with a topic. I can initiate the conversation, mm-hmm. but the book has a long, drawn out conversation, and somebody has a breakthrough. Um, and again, it's not about it's not about hey, stop doing that type of book. Sometimes it's a you're discouraged. Let me give you an encouragement book, mm-hmm, right? And it's important to get them to buy into that next step. Maybe it's to go to counseling. I mean, we've had situations where people desperately needed counseling, sure. and their excuse was, "I don't have the money," and we've yeah. even offered to pay. Um, we but, re- we recognize that you, that you're needing more than what we we can oh, provide, yeah. but. Let's, yeah, let's get you what you need. Yeah, there's sometimes where I've I've referred somebody to you. Hey, you need to talk with Jared and Jennifer, right? Um, and uh, so I think that it's buy-in, but it's buy-in to specific next steps for sure. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think a real key once they commit to doing that, and again, there's probably going to be some more conversations, but I think it's really important to actually take a moment and pray with people. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you make that commitment, that that prayer, uh, the prayer of a leader uh, over someone who has submitted. It really creates this this connection point, not only between leader and follower, but it invites the Holy Spirit in a formal way uh, to be the third person in that that dialogue. Because likely God's maybe been dealing with their heart. The Spirit's already been pushing on them, and they've rejected Him. Now they're receiving you, but ultimately they need to they need to say yes to Him because. Um, he's really the the author of this conversation. He is really the one who is the real coach here. You're just you're just pointing at the coach, and so that moment of prayer brings all three together. I think it also creates a moment where you know it because up until this point it's been a one strand cord, just them. Now they're agreeing to buy in with you. It's a two strand cord, right. three strand cord. The Bible says is not easily broken. The Holy Spirit becomes that third strand. Um, and it becomes a moment of impartation when you pray. You lay your hands on somebody who's needing something. I really, you know, listen, as a leader, as a healthy leader, you can push some things that are kingdom, you know, from heaven into their heart right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, we see the laying of hands brings healing. It imparts the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, It it can, I believe that it can supernaturally infuse joy and uh, uh, hope, all sorts of things. It can bring breakthrough. And if you don't take that moment, you know, to be that conduit, right? It doesn't happen. So make sure that you pray with them. Uh, last point is just you got to follow up. You know, you got to follow up. You got to 
you know, just don't assume it's done. Yeah, and I know that there's a little bit of mud on your boots because you've been walking through. These aren't easy conversations to happen, and who wants to get your boots dirty again? But you got to step back in and make sure you know there's the follow up. Hey, right. listen, you know we talked last week. How are you doing? How are you doing? And keep that ball moving forward because transformation again is a process. You are being conformed. You weren't conformed. You are being conformed. You're being transformed. And so leaders need to stay engaged. And likely after this mountain is conquered, the next mountain will appear. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that's a great um, biblical principle anyways, because follow-ups at the end of the day are accountability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's you and I have agreed that this, this needs to happen right. in your life. Let's balance the checkbook. Uh, for, for let's see the, where we're For at. the kingdom. So let's have some accountability right. of, are you taking the steps we agreed you yeah. would take? Yeah. And, and that gives you the opportunity to celebrate a real win. Right. A real Absolutely. win. A real win. Listen, I've to be able to say to somebody, listen, I've really noticed, man, there's been a, a change in the way that you pray. You used to be like, mm-hmm. oh, God, if you're able, if you're willing, if you... Blah, blah, blah. And now you're praying, God, you are good. I believe for the very best for this person. You're going to pour into them. There's a radical shift there. So, you know, let's celebrate that. Let's point that out. As leaders, we, you know, to circle back a year, a year, a year, you know, later... Mm-hmm to remind that person, because it's a testimony. Right. You want to remember the things God has done. Follow-up is sometimes, looking back 10 years ago, the guy you used to be, you're not that person anymore. Right. I want to point that out. Because that's, again, healing's a beautiful miracle. Transformation right. is crazy, crazy beautiful. Well, and the follow-up also provides you the opportunity for, for tweaking, you know, mm-hmm. tweaking the course. Mm-hmm. Because when you're talking about transformation, once again, this is a person transforming and going through a process to become something they've never been before. Right. There's a, there's a there's a degree of possibility that it could go a little bit askew yeah, sure. as they process through. So sure. to, to stay in contact, to be able to say, mm-hmm. how is it going? Yep. What are the struggles you're seeing? What are maybe some new next steps that we could do? Because sometimes, to be honest with you, the next steps I m- might give you may not work for you. <laughs> right. right. They just may yeah. not work for right. you. Right. Or you might hit a, uh, a shallow water level in this new thing. Sure. But there's a deeper part of the pool to press out into. Right. So there's an ongoing journey. Oh, you, I, you've been praying out loud for people. Here's the next step. Yeah, you're not there yet. Yeah, right. And, then, and now you're prophesying. Now here's the next step. Let's diligently, as the scripture says, pursue the deeper spiritual sure, gifts. Sure. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Come on, move to that next level. So we're coaching people forward you're, all the time. You're avoiding, you're avoiding making half transformations. Right, right. right. Yeah, until, until the last breath. Right. We're being transformed, push forward, and we're helping to see others be transformed Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, yeah, great stuff. Well, that's our really, really good stuff. I think we're gonna pause it there. Okay, that's 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 a great um, bit for people to chew on yes. and internalize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna call initiate it those conversations. Initiate those conversations. Go start those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. You should be having uh, before you close out. Before, before they go have one. Your crown champion for another <laughs> podcast here. Um, now I just got so excited about saying that I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> got so excited about oh, taking a dig man. at me, and then now you're I'm lost. Like, yeah, that happens to me. I was so excited. I got, I got to. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, it doesn't matter. Go ahead and close the podcast. You want to be sure to join us next time. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll remember what I was. Maybe you'll say. come back. Yeah, that maybe that actually maybe I do remember. But this was my hook. Oh, to get you oh, into the is next that what it episode. Is? Yeah, no, no, it's uh, literally no, you're lost. It's uh, it's <laughs> dementia or old age dementia. or. or yeah. We could pray for you after we close. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue the topic uh, on our next episode as we talk about the leader's posture as they experience God 
and their leaders using the scalpel of transformation on them. Oh, that should be fun, right? Yeah. So we talked about we talked about you being the scalpel. Well, what about your posture when the yeah, exactly when the scalpel's used on you? (laughs) So until next time, my favorite part. I'm Jared Gillahan. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.